0: Welcome to a brand new edition of the Bavada at Odds podcast. It is the first episode of the month of July. This year is already half over, folks. What is good? Time is flying way too fast. I'm Seth Everett, the uh, head odds maker of BovadaSportsBook.com, is the great Patrick Morrow. And Patrick, uh, it's, it's weird. July already?
1: Yeah, it's... uh, oh, It's... Yeah. uh, You know what they say as you get older and, uh, you know, I I get no sympathy from anyone on the subject, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Really the last couple of years, I I don't know where the time has gone, uh, but I do know at least once a week, it's been spending some good time with you so I can appreciate that.
0: That's been my favorite part as well. Um, By the way, I heard, I saw some stuff on social media, a buddy of mine uh, tweeted that they uh, went on the Pavada website and they bet on who was going to live or die on season five of Stranger Things, oh my gosh! And I saw the tweet after the episode was out, so I couldn't place the bet, but I would have totally gotten in on that.
1: Oh my gosh! Wow, I wasn't expecting us to go in the Stranger Things direction. I know, I, but, threw, you, uh, I
0: threw a curveball right at the start.
1: No, hey, but listen, that's a good description of uh, the Vivado website and some of the crazy stuff we have up there, folks. It's not just NBA, not just NHL. Uh, we've obviously got our political stuff. Uh, the new Game of Thrones series. Uh, I didn't even touch the odds for the new Game of Thrones series because I'm still so frustrated with how the last one ended that I <laughs> I retired my fantasy uh, TV show handicapping hat. That's on the greener pastures for somebody else. So it's it's but it really is obscene what you can bet on with us uh, on the various tabs uh, right. and a lot of it uh, like the Stranger Things. I have no idea. So I'm sorry that you missed uh, your inside I, shot. I, well, there. I
0: saw the tweet after which is, yeah. which is great. And it wasn't, you know, it's people you follow, you follow your friends and they did it and they showed the screen grab of their bet. And it was on the Bovada website. I was like, that's awesome. They, they, you know, I'm sure that they, you know, they, they found the site from us. I mean, they they had to be listeners of the podcast, but I didn't know, you know, I know you can bet on things like that and Netflix releases their episodes, you know, all at once. It's not like a weekly, like, you know, some of the other shows. Uh, but uh, Stranger Things was great. It, 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 what a great show. Each episode looks like a feature film. It's so good.
1: Well, I don't know if we have any Stranger Things fans uh, crossovers with the Bavada at Odds podcast, but uh, I have to say you did a very good job of not revealing who that person was no because i still have no idea i i know nothing about yeah. the show and but i'm, uh, right. I'm, I'm, I'm as conf- w- what i'd like to say is i'm as confused now at the end of this as i was <laughs> at the beginning so you did a very good job of not revealing uh the potential spoiler
0: speaking of uh things that people bet on uh hot dogs oh yes tell, tell yeah. me <laughs> how how was, how was that and uh what was that experience like
1: so, yeah. So every year, you know, Joey Chestnut's the big favorite. So you don't really see too much on Willie or won't he win. It's, it's usually about the amount. And I think we posted the over-under at 74 and a half this year. But we also tried to do some exact outcome ones. So we'll eat 67, we'll eat 68. And, oh, you know, we're going to have to fire our hot dog guy. He might end up selling hot dogs after this weekend. But we had a prop that said 65 or less that paid out at 50 to 1. Um, he finished with 63. He finished with sixty-three hot dogs. Uh, still, we, we, we still have to do a, a, a hot dog audit as to what went into that thinking. But uh, I, I know Joey Chestnut showed up banged up. Uh, apparently, he hey, was heard in his a cast leg. on. Yeah, which, and I was, you know, trying to figure if that makes a difference <laughs> in your hot dog eating speed or not. But then he was also attacked in the middle of the contest by a protester and kept going. So you know, if he probably wasn't, uh, you know, bumped like that for a couple seconds, he probably should have been able to get two or three more dogs in and help us out, but wasn't meant to be. We'll have to see if that protester uh, had a bet on, uh, on the under there. But, uh, yeah, Uh, we, you know, usually it's, it's a good betting, uh, event with us, but we don't usually lose six figures on it like we did, but, uh, Oh boy. Uh, You know what? That's okay. Nice little uh, gift to the, the betters that day. And, uh, you know, for me, it was an excuse to cook up uh, some hot dogs for the wife, some potato salad and pretend that it was my 4th of July too. How many
0: hot dogs do you think you can eat in 10 minutes? In 10 minutes?
1: If it was, you know what? The, if it was competition style like that, and I really got to do the squeeze and into the, how many could I do in ten minutes? Oh, it's sad because the num- the higher I think the number, the sadder I'm getting. All right, um, in ten minutes, I feel like I could probably do thirty, and then I'd have to go. You be You think sick. you
0: could eat thirty hot dogs in ten minutes?
1: Well, do I get the uh, the red Solo cups I see with water a, a future and future
0: uh, TikTok here?
1: Well, okay, so I've never been a what's called a distance eater so much as I am uh, an exotic contest one. So if folks ever go to uh, Gillies in Las Vegas, uh, I think it's still attached to the Monte Carlo. There is a picture of Pat Morrow on their wall of flame because I finished 15 (laughs) ghost pepper chicken wings in two minutes. And that got our entire uh, bill paid. Uh, you know, I got a red plastic boot that's hanging in my kitchen as well that's signed by the Gilly Girls. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I'm no stranger to, uh, you know, food contests. the uh, Gilly but, Girls. Oh, the Gilly Girls, Seth Everett. Uh, hey, those that know, know. Am I right, folks? I but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, you know, Heat, I'm there. I will. I will still play that game. Although as I get older, it gets. It's getting tougher and tougher to come back from the really spicy stuff. But I'm still out there mixing it up. But distance has never been my thing.
0: I'll make you laugh. Uh, since you mentioned the gilly girls, um, are you a big believer in some of these uh, social media holidays like you know National Donut Day and
1: no, hate them all. You
0: hate them all. Yes. I think I found one that you could deal with. Okay. Today is National Bikini Day.
1: Okay. Well, that's Uh, sign off. Good night. You know what? Considering how ridiculous some of them are, you know, at least it seems like we're bringing it back. National Bikini Day. Sure, that's fine. That's wholesome. Uh, Okay, stamp of approval.
0: I'll take uh, right. Like sign, sign me up. That that could work. I I can handle it. I'll
1: sign other people up. I will uh, observe the holiday. Uh, How about that?
0: Well, how about that? Let me let me phrase it this way then uh how about it is what social media should be about
1: <laughs> i'm just wondering if it's the bikini thing or the gilly girls it's gonna get me in the most trouble after this but all
0: right there was one story in sports that uh, caught my eye and i wanted to see if there was a gambling ag- angle to it and that is the announcement that both usc and ucla were leaving the pac-12 inexplicably For the big 10, the big 10, a conference that now has Rutgers and UCLA. And that's a conference. Um, I think there are all kinds of ramifications on the sports world. I think the entire football landscape is changing, but now there's all these questions on who the big 10 is going to add, who the sec might add, who the pac 12 is going to replace those with. Will more teams leave the pac 12? You see where i'm going with this there's so many different questions and when there's questions aren't there odds
1: i, I know i was i was actually counting i think there were six from you there so i just want to make sure that i got all the questions so <laughs> yes there are a lot of questions um how this uh realignment is going to look is uh it, it's massive uh for a lot of these teams there's no coming back and for a lot of them uh they're, they're being left behind uh, the remnants of the pack 12 what that will mean for automatic berths to, um, you know, college football playoff bowls uh, in the future, um, it's, it's going to be wild. It's, uh, it's certainly going to make a, a lot less of those, you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock games on the West Coast uh, seem all that meaningful on a Saturday night, which might be better for my sleep schedule, uh, especially if it's a Hawaii weekend. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see. Um, you know, does this force Notre Dame's hand as an independent to join one of these two super conferences? I mean, being an Indian, maybe they could consider themselves SEC country, but they could, you know, it's Notre Dame. They could do whatever they want. So uh, I, I think, uh, you know, we're still going to be pretty reactive at Bavada with what this means for, for betting opportunities. But yeah, you'll probably start seeing some posts uh, coming up about which team will be going to which conference to begin the 2023 season. So we'll start getting those up pretty soon because, yeah, this is a massive story
0: a massive story and you know what it's going to turn into is going to be the haves and the have nots and I think what's going to happen is and this can be re- measured in television ratings you know a lot of people in, in the things that I've written uh, written I've not written a thing I've read a lot of things that have been written um, the talk the is thing. about what this means for the media and that Apple is making a run at the Big Ten you have ESPN you have Fox and uh, CBS, NBC, you know, all of these, these uh networks, you know, the SEC is going to ESPN. That's a massive seismic change. And you know, that's where if you're gonna have these two super conferences, the Big Ten and the SEC, does it eventually become where it's almost like the uh English soccer, where you have the Premier League and then the Champions League? And you know what? The ACC and the Pac 12 become the Champions League. Ah,
1: uh, you know, may- maybe the remaining teams can I think that's together. Headed.
0: I think about it Clemson will do everything they can to break, they have some kind of ironclad contract, right? They're going to, yeah. it might behoove them to pay the fines and the SEC, it might pay the, the massive fines mm-hmm. to leave the ACC and go to the SEC. Right? That's Clemson. Yes. What's left in the ACC? Again, football. What's yeah.
1: left? Uh, Virginia Tech. Ah, Florida State. Uh, well, you, but, Well, uh, first of
0: all, if Clemson goes, Florida State. goes.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I, it, but hypothetically in a scenario where it's just Clemson. But, yeah, no, it would be the first domino that, uh, you know, maybe the ACC um, reorganizes itself as a basketball That's what I'm saying. A becomes a minor league. Right, and maybe they reorganize themselves as just a basketball conference, kind of like a Big East uh, hoops.
0: Oh well, then let's call Seton Hall and St. John's and UConn and make get the get get the old band back together.
1: (laughs) There you go. Uh, Listen, this stuff is uh, it's fast. Uh, You know, I am a fan of college football broadly more than I am uh, teams and conferences. Um, you know, even growing up and now at the, uh, you know, the grizzled old age of 35, I've seen so many different teams switch conferences, move around, uh, you know, Rutgers is now in a primarily Midwest, uh, con- football conference, you know, great for Rutgers, a little weird geographically. So, uh, none of this stuff really phases me, um, as a fan of the game anymore, it's just about keeping an eye on, you know, how is this going to impact futures? How is this going to impact, uh, again, what automatic, uh, bowl bids, uh, these conferences have now, um, but yeah, it's just another curiosity. Follow the money. That's college football. Hopefully, the kids get a little bit more, but uh, sadly, not usually the case.
0: No, but the but the but the issue to me becomes is you know to me the, the transfer portal is ruining college basketball. Does this enhance college football or does it ruin college football?
1: Um, I don't know. You you can carve out. Uh, you know, the like that you were saying before, like the ACC could be a division inside the SEC eventually, um, and maybe that's but, how but are you taking them, them all. Up. Oh no, you're not. No, you're not taking them all. You're taking the best, uh, and you're kicking out the the so what's, Okay, but but tough break Vanderbilt. But. All right,
0: but I can I can just use myself as the the example. My school is going to get lost in the weeds.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Syracuse, <laughs>
0: Syracuse is not. They're not getting selected for anything. No so you throw in you want to say pit and boston college are the same pittsburgh and boston college are the same let's just so it doesn't sound like uh, i'm just a homer you have three schools right they are uh, all afterthoughts
1: are is they not Pitt, is pit football well Pitt football is not really relevant right now but historically they're kind of i don't know i don't know how much historically it's worth i would definitely agree uh yeah, like Boston College is similar in that scenario, though for sure. I mean, they're nobody's grabbing them for anything—not football or hoops. No disrespect to Boston College, though, lovely campus. But that is the sad state of affairs: is that no one's uh, knocking for you guys right now. I mean,
0: my goodness, I—I I, I think this whole thing is seismic. I, I really do, and I, I just wonder, you know, where this is all going, and and you know whether or not do I now root for the, 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 the champions league. That's what it becomes to me.
1: Ah, I think they'll find a way to still make it interesting. They're still going to find a way to throw a hundred games at us every Saturday, uh, whatever the format looks like, which is for guys like me, uh, what I enjoy the most, I'm sure in another 15, 20 years, I'll still be watching cyborg Nick Saban in Alabama, put it 40 up on their opponents. So um, it's, it's it's seismic in terms of what it means from a media point of view Uh, as a fan. Um, I don't know. Remains to be seen, but uh, I don't think it's too crazy.
0: What, okay, let's change the subject again. What was uh, your reaction as an odds maker when uh, NBA, uh, you, you, you hear that Kevin Durant wants to trade?
1: Yes. Yeah. So looking at our odds right become now,
0: props like, is that immediately props?
1: Uh, we we do we do post uh, odds on where he may likely uh, end up various different teams and, and the Nets still could be one of those teams but we as soon as he made those comments Seth we saw the Brooklyn Nets futures odds move from ten to one all the way up to thirty five to one so uh, there already is some movement uh, based on Durant's uh, wish to get out of town um, and you know even though Kyrie Irving has opted in um, you know these players in today's NBA are pretty good at making themselves heard and if durant were not to return to brooklyn you know there's a chance that irving can still be moved as well so uh you know we, we talked about this last week actually seth um you know for the nba draft um what you know having shams on your phone having wadge on your phone for all the notifications so we're doing the same thing this week but just all for player signing announcements uh various trades and extensions and so far not too much has shook the market yet uh brogdon going to the celtics has made them ever so slight uh, plus 550 favorites right now to win the NBA finals. But w- we are still very much locked into reaction mode right now, which is kind of a tough thing to be. You never want to leave your phone, leave your desk because that's where that latest signing that's going to shake the board where Kyrie, where start, where Durant's going. Uh, it, it, it's nuts. It's, it's, uh, it's one of the f- uh, things that I personally don't like to watch and be responsible for. I'd love to give that to somebody else on the team, but uh yeah um this is the time of year where one tweet can move six figures on any one of these lines pretty quick
0: so are they all separate props on you know where everybody winds up uh, how does it go or does everybody put their money in on durant
1: uh no uh, separate props mostly for durant right now uh you know you can pick uh you know the raptors uh is one of the teams that we think you know Potentially has a chance, but, uh, you know, I I know he's said that he personally wants Miami or Phoenix. So they are both co-favorites right now in that prop, but um, you know, again, maybe Brooklyn, but we have it as high as 10 to one that uh, he'll return to Brooklyn. So unlikely there, but so, but what a lot of people will do is, you know, whether it's the prop betting, you know, the futures, you can generally get a little bit more money down on futures bets compared to the props. So instead of betting the player location specifically, you can kind of, you know, bet into a team to win the NBA Finals next year if you think that's where he's going at, because that won't be priced into those futures odds just yet.
0: Once again, the NBA offseason more interesting than the regular season.
1: <laughs> Harsh, but maybe fair. It's,
0: <laughs> it shows itself again. It's it, I'm telling you the, the the summer is more fun for basketball than the season. That's, whenever, that's, that's whenever crazy. I hear the
1: whenever I hear the words NBA regular season, I think of like a Tuesday night, Minnesota, you know, a half full arena and new, 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 just the shot clock going down ever so slowly. And yeah, I mean the NBA when it's great is great, but uh, too long of a regular season, too many games that don't matter. Uh, Load management suggests that as well, but what are you going to do? The,
0: uh, the um, ESPN did a great article about super teams that never won a championship. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, 2003-04 when uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant added Carl Malone and Gary Payton and didn't win. Um, when Randy Moss was added to uh, Wes Welker and Tom Brady for the Patriots, mm-hmm. they didn't win. They lost to oh, totally. and the Giants. Right? Super team. Yep. Yep. Um, when uh, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Durant played for Oklahoma City and they didn't win. Mm-hmm. This is one I covered. This team, I uh, uh, I I worked for this. now, I worked for the radio station. I did their games. Uh, the twenty eleven Philadelphia Phillies, when they had Roy Halladay and Cliff Lee, they mm. added Roy Oswalt and Cole Hamels was their fourth starter. I remember that they won hundred and two games and they lost in Game Five of a five game series to the St Louis Cardinals. I was uh, the Cardinals wound up winning the World Series. I was in the ballpark. I was on the air. After that game five, the 2011 I worked for the Phillies and that team, uh, that's what caught my eye as a super team. You want one more super team? I do. Uh, 2011 to 2017, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan, um, and Brandon Knight on the Los Angeles Clippers. Mm-hmm. They never won,
1: no, that, but that, that West was so loaded. That's uh,
0: yeah, that's most, most, most of those good.
1: were. Most of those were pretty good. Uh the Super Bowl ones, yeah. That that's something that it's 16 to it's, it's easy to forget. Um, but that team, I, I remember their regular season odds and updating them week to week. Cause this this was coming off post-Spygate stuff and the Patriots just looked like this they were wanting to burn it all down. Man. Yep. Um, I remember that was the the money we were taking on the Patriots every single week was and I don't want to sound like Trump but uh like nothing we've ever ever seen before it's the um, best ever yeah really it was the scariest <laughs> kind of bookmaking ever. we've ever done uh but uh the the lines that, you know these these double digit point spreads uh you know patriots sometimes you know i think 20 21 point favorites over teams uh I, you know, we probably don't see that again, especially in an NFL that's really trying to make parody a thing each year, what that team did. And unfortunately not being able to cross the finish line. And I just mean, unfortunate for the sense that they were a super team and they they were probably the best team to never win it ever. Um, But yeah, I remember how scary it was uh, booking odds on the Patriots that year, because every weekend was essentially about if we could just get them to not cover uh, we were breaking so many different parlays and other nonsense bets, but uh, they, they did really well for a lot of players uh, that year. If you just kept stacking the Patriots for obvious reasons.
0: All right. So it is July and uh, you know, we can't really do much on Wimbledon just because, you know, by the time you listen to this, you know, the, the guys that we pick could, could lose, it's all single elimination and we're getting to the quarterfinals still, you know, there's, there's, there's uh, four golfers uh, for each. Or oh, no eight golfers for each uh eight oh, golfers golfers <laughs> uh there are eight players on each bracket the men's and women's singles bracket um and then you know it's gonna get whittled down by tomorrow
1: yeah it's uh you know i i think this is probably safe to say because i don't think nadal's gonna lose soon but he his streak in uh, majors right now is obscene like uh, i continue to be fascinated by men's tennis and You know, it seemed like, okay, maybe Andy Murray was going to take a step a couple of years ago and then Djokovic took a big step and like, all right, you know, Federer Federer came back and won a couple of majors. And then Nadal, at his age, uh, has a chance here to win three majors in a row when you would think that, okay, yeah, you know what? He's going to defend Roland Garros every year. Absolutely. Sure. Probably till he retires, he will be king of that court. But uh, the, what he's done on hard court, and now again at Wimbledon, it's uh, it's an incredible run. I mean, it, hopefully we get a Djokovic uh, nadel final because I just want to see these guys continue you know, to play a great tennis for as long as they can because uh, th- this golden age is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I've got a couple friends at Wimbledon right now, and some of the pictures they've sent, uh, just friggin' jealous. Really wish I was there right now.
0: Yeah. All right. So you know, we'll we'll do a full recap on on uh, Wimbledon next week. Uh, on, on the podcast and then there's baseball. July is supposed to be baseball. Uh, the all-star games coming up. Uh, this has been a weird season for me uh, outside of highlights. I haven't seen one thing. Um, it's, it's bonkers. Uh, it's, it's, it's been absolutely bonkers. What a strange year uh, to not see this stuff. Uh, but I haven't watched one game. Um, the power rankings. I would imagine you know, again, I'm not trying to criticize the sport, but you have the Yankees with a 13 game lead. The Astros have a 13 and a half game lead at the time of this recording.
1: 13. Hey, I, I mean, I think last time we uh, peeked in at Major League Baseball standings, uh, you were lamenting the fact that the Mets had ran away with the NL East, and hey, look at the Atlanta Braves. Uh, were- we're uh, early july they're only three and a half games back now the braves have had an incredible push since then i've seen their odds increase uh for divisional uh, and other pennant and world series odds of course so uh you know it's there, there's still a little bit of intrigue out there the fact that san diego is as good as they are in the nl west uh you know the dodgers are already over 50 wins and the padres are still right on their tail i think that's a pretty so you know there's some interesting baseball to be played and uh I think uh, you know the fact that my Blue Jays are even still in the mix with the bonus wild card, which I still have mixed feelings about. Uh, I I'm, wild
0: card, bonus wild card.
1: I listen. Is it manufactured drama? Absolutely. Uh, does it give you, uh, your boys a chance to get in the show? Uh, listen. Otherwise, the the Yankees are fifty eight and twenty two, and the Jays season is already over. Um, I, I you know that's I always right. have that's I right. Have, exactly.
0: When you are fifteen games out, you shouldn't be fifteen games out in July.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's a respectable record that the Jays have, um, but yeah, the Yankees have just been absolute world beaters this year. So no surprise that they and the Dodgers are and not, it, not uh, the to co- discount favorites. the
0: Astros too. I mean, they they've been good too.
1: Yeah, Astros have been uh, super strong as well. Um, yeah, Dodgers, Yankees, Astros are all right there at the top of the futures board right now. Um, biggest liability: uh, Angels, uh, who are you know, Otani is having just an insane year. Uh he could theoretically the angels
0: stink. It's stink. It's sorry, but you know, as much as those two are stars, Trout and him are stars, it it, they just are. They stink.
1: Yeah, it's uh, hey, listen, I I I have no problems with that because I bet on the Dodgers not to make the playoffs this year. Uh so I I, I'm actually continuing to be fascinated to see Otani and Trout uh, do really cool and awesome things uh either on the mound or in the batter's box but uh, as long as they're losing all those games totally works for me i just i think it's interesting to see otani uh you know it's, it's always difficult uh when it comes to the mvp award and how that's interpreted by writers who are voting on it right there's this idea that okay are you the best player playing or were you the most valuable to your team and if your team's shit, like the angels are uh how valuable is that right now because you know it creates this philosophical argument in which we currently have Aaron judge as the MVP favorite. He's putting up, you know, video game numbers on what might be the best team in baseball right now, running away with the AL East. or is Otani's performance, regardless of how it's impacting his team good enough, you know, again, pitching and batting to make the argument that he is the most valuable player. And this is the most annoying thing about this prop every year, Seth, is trying to figure out the voters intentions of, Okay, are we voting on the best player or the most valuable to a team that's you know playing good baseball? uh it's 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 exhausting discussion. I don't think we'll ever find uh, you know common ground on it, but uh, it does create this interesting betting on uh, you know essentially just Judge and Otani in a pretty two-man race uh, for the AL MVP award.
0: All right, so there's plenty to do here, and uh, wow, th- this was a podcast that covered the SEC, hot dogs, tennis. <laughs> Uh stranger things and baseball.
1: I didn't even get a chance to share my beaver tail recipe with the folks, but I'm have to save that for next week.
0: Well that we will indeed. Uh, that'll do it for the Bavada at odds podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, say hello, ratings, reviews, that all it helps as well. And uh don't forget to go to bavada.lv uh for all the latest odds on all of that. Uh we will talk to you later, Patrick.
1: And Joey Chestnut says post July 4th, this is a cleanse week now, folks. Let's eat light. Thank you